I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You get three rolls on this tower. I have eight random questions here. And whatever you roll, that's where we start. Oh, my God. Okay. Okay. All right, you guys. Give me some luck. Oh, no. Eight. So That's my I lucky number. Wait, I'll, I'll give you the eight, but I can't believe how many people have done this. So It's my lucky number. Oh, wait. you go in there. I'm giving I'll you. I'll do it again. I'll I want your again. lucky number, though. Okay, we got to start All right, with eight, 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 eight. Okay, it's a well, six. Well, eight's in the front. I take eight. Okay, I'm giving you the eight. Would you rather have to fake sneeze or fake vomit at a scene? Um, well... Everybody thinks that my sneeze is fake because I sneeze like this. I'm like, oh. I think it's because my parents sneeze so loud that I just told myself, no, <laughs> you're not doing that. And everyone like is like, did you sneeze? Is that fake? I'm like, that that's my sneeze. That's what you're. That's all you're gonna get. So I think I could sneeze on command. It's my talent. Yeah. I mean, I have to ask for an example. That was it. That was it. You got so it. you. So if you had to do it on camera, you would do your sneeze. Yeah, okay. I think I could do a fake sneeze too, like a good one, you know, like a juicy one, like a guttural snotty sneeze. Yeah, I got yeah. that in the bag too. Any way you want, I'll start small and I'll work my way up. Or if you want it big, we can just start there too. I mean, let's go big. I'm all about going big right out the gate. <laughs> I, I don't want to mess up your beautiful fair enough. studio. Fair enough, fair I've, enough. I've done a lot of um, vomit scenes. Yeah. What's I feel up like... with that? I don't know. Why do we want to see this? I love how our whole interview is going to be about sneezing and vomiting. Have you done the range of fake vomits? Like, have you done the holding your stuff in, in your Always. mouth thing? You start the hose. One time, what did I just do? I did one where you had to, like, bring it back. Like, oh. you did it, and then you got to bring it back. That was really difficult. Yeah. What movie was that? I guess I'm working a lot right now. I can't you even remember a lot. what project it was. But I had to do that <laughs> where... It's in. It's inside you. It doesn't actually make its way. We gotta stop. Move on. <laughs> we got no one. Well, everyone's turning this into off right everyone's now. Everyone's willing you to roll an eight right now. <laughs> Second roll on the tower. That was eight. That was no. the number eight. Oh, was that number? Oh yeah, you picked the eight. Well, okay. Now we want, have six. Do you want the six? Let's All go right. Six. I want you to tell me the most above and beyond thing you've done for your pet. 
I was actually just having this conversation what at Sundance for 10 Lives. So. I could come up with a list of things. Oh, I'm here for it because I've probably um, done them all too. Well, I mean, I feed them boiled chicken. So I cut their chicken up and feed them on plates like they're humans. What else have I done? Um, I, I, they all sleep in my bed. I hardly fit. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not my bed anymore. It's their bed and I take up space in it. Um, they also all have, like, sweaters. Each have their own little sweater. Um, well, geez, I mean, my whole life is them. I've, I've cut out my social life for them, actually. These are all the right answers. They're like, my best friends. this question. I have one more follow-up question on this one. Do you have a voice for your pets? <laughs> this is what came up at Sundance, and I'm like, we all do, don't we? <laughs> okay, well, you might have to make a voice up for yours. Mine sing. They are, they have a voice. My little one is a crooner. She sings to me. I would say it's beautiful. My neighbors might beg to differ. Um, but I, I think that they all have their voice. They speak. Like Jack, my my middle guy, he's the alpha. He talks straight up. It's all, it's, you know, 90 or 80% of communication is nonverbal and I understand every word that boy says. Oh, I love it. My I big guy, it. Buddy, he makes no sense to me. We're, we're still trying to figure him out. He's an alien for sure. Gibberish is language, right? <laughs> he just <laughs> runs away. <laughs> he's like, I don't like you. And no, he he loves me. But he thinks he's a dog. Like he thinks he's a dog and I'm trying to tell him he's yeah. a human and he doesn't he's like, Let me be a dog and I'm like, Go, go, buddy and then he runs and Jack herds him and gets him home. Aww. It's kinda cool. He's a good brother right there. It's a really good brother. He's like he's like a crazy sheep herder dog. These poodles are hunting mm. dogs originally. Uh. They're actually, the history of poodles is quite fascinating. People think they're like these, you know, like me. But they're really not. They're like real dogs. They started out in war. They were the war dog, and then they were replaced by the German Shepherd because of their fur. Look at me learning facts today. Now, you didn't think we were going to go there. <laughs> My brain is a little bigger, thanks to you. You're welcome. <laughs> I You're could welcome. literally make this entire interview about fake vomiting, fake sneezing, and dogs. We could <laughs> definitely talk about dogs you have, I, I really could. Yeah. You have one more roll in the tower. One more. Let's, let's see. Give us a juicy one. Preferably not a vomitous one. I think they're all, like, good juicy ones. Two. Two. You got a freaky question. So Love. this one I'm calling uh, calling body swap. That's so original. Body swap. If you could swap bodies with the movie character of your choice and live in their shoes for a little, who would you pick and why? I think I have to say Lisa, right? Yeah. She's in the 80s for one thing. She's an independent woman. <laughs> kind of sad. Like, in, you know, lost her mom. But I feel like she, there's something about her that's super free. Um without any limits and she's a little ignorant because she uses her power in the wrong way but I like that she's just like doing what she wants to do unabashedly mm-hmm. it, a lot of people get hurt along the way well, I worry too much about other people you know so I'm not like Lisa I wish I wish I had that so you would way. you would walk in her shoes and you would hit that pitch perfect balance I would hit like... people in my way that's what I would do if okay. I was Lisa yeah. <laughs> sounds very appropriate to me very Lisa What's up, everyone? Welcome back for a new edition of Ladies Night. I am so excited to welcome Catherine Newton to the show. For Lisa Frankenstein, everything about this movie is right up my alley. Congratulations. Lisa Frankenstein in here. You know, the neon, it's giving 80s. Yes. Very on brand. Did you do this just for me? I would love to say I did, but... You did. No, I'm actually, I'm just channeling Lisa Frankenstein vibes 24-7, 365. You are? This was meant to be. This is like what we were talking about before. This was just meant to be. It's meant to be. (laughs) 
feel like I kind of been channeling Lisa Frankenstein vibes too. You know, like my whole life. Really. I mean, we're kind of joking, but like I do, I do kind of agree with that. Right. I feel like there's something about her that's been in me since like the day I was born. I love that. <laughs> I hope a lot of people feel that way. What is the movie you saw, uh, the performance you saw, personal experience you had, you name it, that first made you say to yourself, "I absolutely have to be an actor." That's such a good question. Oh my gosh. Well. My instinct is um, Bernadette Peters. I was four years old, and I was in New York City. So where I did my first job. I was on All My Children. And I saw her in Gypsy, and I would go to the stage door. And this is when it was like $10 to get a ticket. Do you know what I mean? Like you wait till the last minute. I don't know if it was 10 but it's not 70 or anything. And um, she would – I saw her so often – and I was just a fan. I was four years old, and I'd ask her for an autograph, and she always signed my autograph. She always took a picture with me. And by, like, the tenth time I saw the show, she would be like, oh, we're going to have a sleepover, right? Oh, yeah, we're going to have a play date. And I was so um, – I don't know if you're familiar with the show, but it's about baby June, and she plays her mom. And I think because I was an actress, I just thought it was like I was in the show or something. And she's so good in it. And um, it's kind of like seeing someone doing what they're meant to do. It was magical. New York City was a magical place to be at that age. Um, it's still magical. Every time I'm there, I'm going there next week to do press for this film, and I'm already looking up, like, what show can I see? Where can I go? Because you're just inspired. Maybe that's where it started for me. I think that – and it's funny. I um, – when I was – so I did we'll, – we'll get back to it. But anyways, I went back to New York to audition for Gypsy when I was older to play Baby June, and I ended up – booking a sitcom with Jim Burroughs took me to L.A. I'm sure we'll cover that. <laughs> but it's just fascinating that, like, I still haven't gotten to do a Broadway show or a play or anything, and yet that's really where I learned that I loved it. Oh, there yeah. is still time. There There's is still, still time. time. And being on a set, you learn a lot, a lot maybe in a more safe place, like a stage, you're on stage. You and know? whatever you do in the moment is out it's, there. That's what it, you're going to do. It's permanent. <sighs> I get that. Yeah. I get that. So, so interesting. You isolate the dream to become an actor. It's it's one thing to realize the dream. It's another thing to actually like feel in your bones that the dream is attainable, especially right. in such a challenging industry. So yeah. do you remember the very first thing that happened to you that gave you confidence? Like, that like I'm real? here and I'm doing it and I, I can continue. Yeah, um, to answer that question, also really good. It's a double. It's a double answer. First, I would say I never feel that way. I've never felt that way. I don't know if that'll ever happen. I think I'll always be like, "Is this real?" Um, but the part that did make me feel super real was um, a convention. I went to a supernatural convention. I was on a sh show called Supernatural, and I played Claire Novak. And I, um, I met a fan who was the same age as me. I can still see her. And I, it makes me so happy just thinking about her because it made me feel real. It made me feel like, oh, my gosh, you love this character, Claire. I love this character, Claire. And we're the same age. And I met a lot of people, but they were real people. So I was a part of some human experience way bigger than just me and my onset, which was a great experience, but my, my onset experience of doing a TV show and being an actress. I was like, whoa, this is really connecting and that was when it felt like oh I want to do stuff like this that brings people together that's what you want to do and Supernatural was a pretty big one before I was a part of the show so I was lucky that they were welcoming enough but it was a huge deal to me at that time I had never met a fan 
like like that. Fan conventions are game changing. When I started in this industry, I was mainly focused on, you know, New York Comic Con, San Diego Comic Con, which are wonderful, but they're a little more, you know, like marketing and they're huge. When you go to one of those fan conventions, it's all about like the intimate connection between the fan and the person that they deeply admire and probably influence their life in a significant way. And it's just a special environment. It's the only um, medium. You know, it's, we're not doing plays, so we don't get the immediate satisfaction of an applause, right? If you're lucky, you do on a set, like hear people giggling. But it's the only time where there's no one in between. It's just you and the person who watched what you worked on. And they either love it or they don't. But most of the time, the people you get a chance to talk to, they loved what you did. They loved your character. So you can both kind of like, it's like going to a concert. If you and I didn't know each other and we went to go see like whatever band and we're standing next to each other and at the show, we're like jamming together. So even though we've never met before, we immediately are both loving the same thing and you can't help but have fun. Like it's a cool, it's a really cool, it's a, that's, ah, it's, that's when it felt real. That kind of shared experience is yeah. next level. That's really something special. All yeah. right, digging into some titles now. The first one on my list is Bad Teacher. And I know you were really oh young God. when you first did that, but yeah. When you have your first big feature film experience, it can set certain expectations for what it might be like <laughs> going forward. So I want to know one expectation that that film set that actually helped you moving forward. But then I also want to know something about the way that set operated that didn't happen later. And you had to adjust and learn that, you know, every on-set environment is different. Well, not every set has Cameron Diaz in it. Okay, There's the answer to that. <laughs> um, Simple, simple answer. But you know what's so cool? She knew that we all wanted a picture with her because we were, like, 11 years old. And she hired a photographer, and they printed out the picture, and she signed it for everybody. So nice. Not just the leads, like, like the lead kids. I think she did it for all the extras. Like, what? Superstar. So I learned a lot from that, right? Um, I learned that it's a very small world, acting, Hollywood. Like, I've known the people in that film Forever. I, I just met recently the writer of that script. He, I met him at a party last weekend, and he was like, I wrote that. And I was like, what? And you wrote this now? So it's kind of like Hollywood's very, very high school in the way that you kind of stay friends with people forever, like you know them forever, which I love. Um, I would say that. I would say those are the, the things that I learned the most from. I like that. I yeah. feel like those are two positive things. And I, lo- positive. I love hearing about someone getting started with a good experience because yeah. that's key. Now every movie I do, I'm like, Reese, where's the photographer? When are you going to sign my picture? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I thought that was really, really cool. It's and really, I, still, I still have the photo. That's the thing. It's still framed in my house. It's so thoughtful. And you don't forget memories like that. You don't forget someone taking the initiative to be kind and thoughtful. Yeah. And like the premiere was in New York. City and I went to Sephora and got my makeup done and I wore way too much makeup way too much way 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 too much but you know you gotta start you gotta learn exactly it was fun though (laughs) that's all that matters truly all that matters getting ready I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites so if you're not looking on LinkedIn you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra start hiring professionals like a professional post your free job on linkedin.com people today since 2013 Bombas has donated over 100 million socks underwear and t-shirts to those facing homelessness 
If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. All right, so next I want to jump into your first lead role in a feature film. I love the Paranormal Activity oh, franchise, but yeah. in particular with this one, I love talking about the idea of having to choose between two good things in your life. And I know with that one, it was either going after the lead role in that movie or aiming to play in the U.S. women's open. I know, how strange. A, it's a big deal. Well, it what, is a big deal, but at the time, it just seemed like the obvious choice was to do a movie. You know, that's what you wanted to do. That's why you're in L.A. Like, that's what you want. And I wanted to be the lead of a film, 100%. And look, I learned so much from that movie. Um, could get into the acting of it. I mean, most of that film was improv. But it was written by Chris Landon, produced by Jason Blum. And then, like, eight years later, they put me in Freaky. You know what I mean? It's a very small world. Yeah, so... I don't know. Golf is always, they're both really fun. And I don't think you need to be one thing. Like, I'm sure you're more than one thing. Everyone's more than one thing. Like, but it's a little predictable. I'm a little bit of a creature of habit. I'll admit it. I am too. I'm trying to work (laughs) against that. But I think that uh, you can do it all. People are always, you know, you grow up like, everyone's like, you have to do this this way or you're never going to do it. And I'm like, eh, you can do it, whatever. Some do it better than others, though. Like, I do this and I play golf, but you play golf much better than I do. You play golf too? I do. Oh, Thanks to to Papa Nems, who's sitting in the sound booth right now. (laughs) It's usually the dads that get you involved, isn't it? He's quite good and so is my mom. No way. And like, I'm I'm not bad, but I don't keep up with it nearly enough. The moms are, that's a rarity. She's like really good. Really? Mm -hmm. I love to hear that. Yeah. We need to hear that. (laughs) All right. So the next time we talk, the whole interview is going to be about sneezing, vomiting, dogs, and golf. And like a swing diagnosis. This is a great setup <laughs> for that. All right. I want your swing up there next time. Oh, my swing? Yeah, oh, we're going like, to oh look at it. Oh, my God. I just like started sweating. Yeah, that. I, I don't want you analyzing my <laughs> swing. Um, so we were just talking about good people you worked with. There is someone who you worked with that is heavily in the spotlight right now because she is damn incredible. It's Greta Gerwig. You were in Lady Bird. She has made so many exceptional films since then. Is there anything you saw her doing on that set that signaled to you, like, you are the real deal. You are going to go above and beyond this in this industry. Um, That's a really, yeah, I'm really lucky to have been in that movie. I love Greta Gerwig so much. I was a big fan of her, though. When I saw Frances Ha, I saw mm-hmm. it in theaters, and I went back, and I was with my best friend, and I was like, we got to watch this. I was like, this is us. And I think it's everybody. And I um, I knew, I mean, I knew then, the first time I saw that movie, I was like, this is an auteur, one of the best filmmakers of our generation. Doesn't matter who, I didn't know who she was. I was like, but this is what I want to do. And um, I actually begged her to be in that movie. I like, like, I auditioned for another role and I knew I wasn't going to get it. But I was like, please, anything. And she was like, I have this really small one. And I actually saw a TikTok recently it's this, and it, she talked about me in it, and it made me cry, because she just said really nice things. Because it's a really small role, and I had so much fun, and she just was really cool that she saw me at all. Um, so, yes, though the answer is yes, and I'll tell you what, she did this really cool thing where she had everyone write down their name on a post-it and their spirit animal, 
and we're both poodles. So from <laughs> then on, you knew she was doing great things. Oh, I love little things like that. I also love that she like exuded those vibes. And <laughs> she was I already mean, giving Barbie. Ser- I'm seriously, seriously, deserves all the credit in the world. She was I actually. I begged to be in the Barbie movie too. Okay, like I sent pictures of me in my Barbie tracksuits and stuff. No dice. Which okay. Barbie would you want to be? Um, Barbie. Uh, a Barbie. <laughs> There's so many Barbies. I was thinking like Skipper. Um. There's a lot of Barbies in the universe, okay? <laughs> but, yeah, yeah I love okay. that movie. It was amazing. So good, so good. She, Greta was actually one of my first interviews ever. No way. Uh, House of the Devil. Whoa. I remember doing it, like, way back in the day in the, the yeah. Crosby Street Hotel. Yeah, never see, I, that's how I feel. Like, I feel like she's always been here. Mm-hmm. And it's, Barbie has really, so like, solidified it, I suppose. But to me, I'm like, she's been it. Oh, yeah. She has been it. She has been a dream of mine, like, inspirations to I don't know like me and my best friend like her name is Georgia because she lives in New York and I just feel like this like our gen like my age we're like looking we're like trying to do that and it's just about building a community and like Greta's done it she's like the example of you can be cool mm-hmm. and do a huge movie so so true yeah I love her so much um I'll squeeze in one more other film before we jump into Lisa Frankenstein Marvel, because you've worked on some really big sets, but an MCU movie is like a completely different kind of production. So can you tell me about an acting learning curve you experienced making that movie, whether it was having to adjust how you prepped or how you worked on set? Yeah, that's a really good one, too. Um, Well, Marvel is a machine, 100 percent. It's a machine, but it's only because there's so much going on all the time and like it's just a big production. Um. And if you know me at all, like, if you knew me at all from, like, my whole life, I always wanted to be in a Marvel movie. Like, that was it. For some reason, I grew up with them. I think I just kind of loved them. I was, like, a nerd for them. And I told myself, like, if you don't do it by the time you're 24, get another job, girl. <laughs> but I did it, and I got it. And it was everything, everything I could have. It was better than I imagined. But I, um, it was, the, the surprising thing is you think that you would do things differently and prepare differently and act differently on that set. And I didn't act any different on that set than I did on Lisa. I think the only difference is that it's literally a monolith. So the the sets are huge and the trailers are bigger and the food is (laughs) pretty good. But I will say uh, New Orleans on Lisa Frankenstein, it's tough to beat New Orleans food. I get that. Yeah. I get that all too well. doesn't matter if it's Marvel or not. It's going <laughs> to ha- be hard to beat like a kolache. You're like picking yeah. uh, the sets you work on based on the city and their food I is know. a very fair way to go about and it. And Ant-Man was in London. <laughs> mm. Could I have been luckier? Paul Rudd, London. And you no. continue to be. Like, I don't even want to say lucky because. Oh, I like, think it's. A, I mean, I do think it's luck. I think, okay, I practice, right? I'm a golfer, like you know. I've practiced. When I was younger, I practiced a lot. I don't practice anymore. So I'm still pretty good. Like, you kind of walk into good luck. But maybe I've just been doing this a while, so I'm getting lucky. But I have no idea what I'm doing. earned it. You're earning it all. And there's more to come in the future. And I'm so excited. I hope so. Oh, I know so. Because I want to squeeze in one question about an upcoming title you know I'm very excited about. But now, Lise Frankenstein, I was reading our press notes. And it mentioned that originally you had reservations about taking the role. What were those reservations? And then what put your mind at ease and gave you confidence that it was for you? Right. I think if you uh, had read this script, like me... I mean, the first thing I realized is, wow, my co-star doesn't talk. It's just me talking. Like, 90% of the movie is just my voice. And I was like, wait a minute, how is this going to work? So I think anyone would be like, am I up to this? 
can I carry this? Um, what do I need to, to be supported? Um, but I think that if you met Zelda, you would know it's like, it was like nothing. She's so smart and intelligent. And from day one, you know, was holding my hand through every decision I made in the way of like, that's all you need is someone who says yes and encourages you to take risks. So I had to take risks in this movie and Mm. it was really easy. So, yeah, I, I read a quote about taking risks. You were talking about how oh, no. Gene Wilder in say? Young Frankenstein influenced your performance here. You specifically said, oh, you just can't. That was a good quote. That's why I wrote it down. You just can't hold back. You've just got to try it. You don't want to finish the movie and wish that you had tried that joke or did that weird thing. Can you name a weird thing you did on set that you were nervous to do, but you did it, and now we can see it in the finished cut of the movie? Definitely. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I can't believe I said that. I stole that, though. I stole that from Paul. He told me that before I started Ant-Man. It's a good rule of thumb there. Yeah, because these movies, it's an opportunity, just like this podcast, it's all an opportunity um, to be yourself, to be your full self. And if you are in any way doubting it, you're going to miss it. It goes by in a second. And movies are so much fun. You don't want to waste a day wishing you tried a joke or, you know, anyway. Um, Yeah, there's a lot I did in this movie that... uh, I wish I probably didn't do, but I did. <laughs> and that's why we're here talking about it. Um, there's a scene, and it's in the trailer, like I see Henry and Liza Sobrana's character in bed together, and I come through the doors screaming. That was a little much, in my opinion, looking back at it. But I had no idea I looked like that. I can't control my face. That's just what I happened. Like, I didn't know I was going to do that. But by me doing that, ignited Liza she started crying and Henry started laughing because it was uncomfortable it's like I had no choice but to go there so that everyone around me could do something because if I didn't do anything nothing was going to happen this character was insane and I can't just like do nothing I had to bring something so people could bounce off of it and go there and by me definitely taking the risk didn't feel like it because my supporting cast supported me and they were good they were really good so we all did it together really it didn't feel like I was alone out there but but uh when they say action and you start screaming it takes a second like you're like okay and you just go I think the longer I've not the longer I've been doing this with the roles that I've been doing more recently you just have less time to doubt it you know you you need a lot less I don't need anything anymore you know, hmm. you just do it. It's true. Like, All right, let's go. It's true. I mean, I feel you don't like need even, five or whatever. Like even sitting here and doing interviews, it took a while, but eventually I'm like, oh, like just do your prep and then sit here and listen and then just be in the moment. Yeah. <laughs> but it takes a while to learn that and to feel comfortable doing that. I mean, it would be probably better if I could sit with you and say, wait a minute, let me think. And I took like 10 minutes to come up with the perfect answer. But I mean, hey, that's, that's not life, is it? <laughs> it's what editing is for. <laughs> like, if you ever want that, we can make that happen. Yeah, I will be. No, I won't. I'll be fine. I'll end with two questions here. One, I specifically want to ask you about working with Cole, because you just mentioned that you were surrounded by great people. And great. your connection is the beating heart of this movie. So can you tell me about something he did for you as a scene partner that you really appreciated and maybe helped <laughs> you crush a tough scene in the movie? Cole Sprouse. If you're watching this, you know what you did. Yeah, you took all my snacks. Oh, that's what you did. He did. He took my snacks, but it was okay. I knew snacks. Like at lunch, I always got like you know like a sandwich or whatever from Whole Foods, and 
Mm-hmm. He'd always say, no, no, I'm good, and then, like, eat half of it. I'm like, all right, from now on, I'm getting you your own sandwich. So I'd, like, get him his own snacks. So if you work with Cole Sprouse, he will take your snacks, but <laughs> it's okay. I can share. Um, what did I learn from him? Is that the question? What did he do for you as a scene partner that oh. helped you crush a tough scene? Oh, man, he's so amazing. He's the reason, like, I did this, really, like— I remember before we started, I, I saw him at a party, and I looked at him, and I was like, you think we could do this? And he's like, I know you can do it. He's like, you have to do it. No one else can. And I was like, I'm going to cry. And um, he was always just – he was available, emotionally available. He was so professional, and um, he was just down to play. Whatever mm-hmm. I said, he was like, yeah, let's try it. Yeah, let's do it. And it's like, okay, great. So he just kind of held my hand, and we went for it, and um, – I don't know if it's because we've both been acting so long, but I think we genuinely appreciated the opportunity given to us from this amazing script with Diablo Cody and this amazing director, and we just wanted to have a good time. And by doing that, and like he made me—we were both just so grateful to like have these fun roles and like do be on this fun movie and saying these insanely funny words that. Um, there was never a moment of like being tired or like anything like that. It was just we. I think we both appreciated it. What an ideal environment. It was. He was really truly ideal. Like I really hope I work with him again. I cannot wait to see that when it happens. Yeah. I also like to manifest things, so I think say things like when it happens, like yeah. with certainty. I have to end with an Abigail question. Ooh, radio silence. I know, so I so love much them. in everything they do. Yeah. I also love your work in the horror genre. And also, just to preface this, I say genre a lot instead of horror because I feel like people box horror into such like a minimal thing. Whereas mm-hmm. like a lot of the horror movies you've worked on are, are genre bending. So I'm right. including a lot they of things are kind in this of genre year. bending. Brilliantly so yes. too. Is there any kind of like new horror filmmaking thing you were able to tap into in Abigail that you hadn't done even though you've had so much experience working in the genre? Wow, really good question. Um, you know what you're talking about. Over there. <laughs> a little bit. Um, well, I would say Abigail is the scariest movie I've done, mm. the most gory movie I've done. <laughs> I, so I have excited. played a couple monsters, huh? I'm getting my monster belt. On her. I'm getting some. I need to get a Letterman jacket with like my little monster. I was gonna characters. say either that or like a wrestling belt with like. Because you some saw sort the trailer. Of... Oh yeah. So, in the trailer, you see kind of what happens mm-hmm. to me, right? So I'm not spoiling anything. No, no. I like I I can vividly picture a shot of you. Yeah. Like I think it's upstairs, walking in a hallway, maybe. Sure. Okay. I don't know. I think I'm picturing. Okay. Okay. But um, <laughs> I will say that those guys. Those radio silence besties mm-hmm. who I would like to work with for the rest of my life. If you're out there and you're watching this. You will work Matt with them Tyler. for the rest of your life. I love them. <laughs> um, they're another duo that every time I, I would be like, hey, Matt, come here. I'd be like, should I do this? And he's like, yeah, sure. And, like, I'd try it. And there's this, this thing in the movie where I dance. And in the script it was about this long. Like, it was like – this blah, 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 she dances. I'm like, okay. And I worked on a dance and I shot like, you know, two-minute thing on my phone for them to pick hopefully five seconds of. They turn it into a whole thing. It's a whole thing. It's like Megan on steroids. <laughs> and I did not expect that. So thank goodness I started on Broadway with Bernadette because oh, it my. really came full circle. That you was never the know. best tease ever. 
Yeah. I was just having a conversation with someone, like, how amazing, like, a perfectly timed random dance scene in any movie can be. Yeah. <laughs> well, you see it in the trailer, so it's not really a, right. a spoiler. I'll but take I, it. But I don't think you're ready for it. Okay. I don't think anyone's ready for this movie. None of us knew what we were doing on that set. Like, none of us knew the movie we were really making. And I think it's hilarious because it's such a group of, like, misfit people. Like, none of us make sense. Like... Me and Dan Stevens, and what are we all hanging out for? And then we were just so close by the end of it. It's so funny. Movie making is so weird like that. Like, Filmmaking families make me happy. And Matt and Tyler and the team seem like the kind of people who just, who are able to put together a group of like-minded people with like similar values, who are kind to one another and everyone you have to work with. And I feel like that's what starts to foster this group of people that keep coming back to each other. I think it is. I really think it is. It feels the same mm-hmm. as like what I was telling you before when I met the fan at the convention. That's how it feels. Oh, you so all important. really just start to like each other like that. It's weird. It's I w- really weird. I would be more sad right now to say that I have to end this episode of Ladies Night, but you can bet with Abigail around the corner, I will be following you I'll like be a creep. Back. Yeah, you got to get all the ladies on. What I mean, really, anytime you all want, I am here for it. I am going to say congratulations Thank on you. Lisa Frankenstein. Congratulations on everything you've accomplished yeah. and everything coming your way in the future. I'll see you Thank soon, you. I'm sure. Yes. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.